2: Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hour two on your Monday. Thanks for being along for the ride here from two to four every weekday. I'm Austin Norman. He is Eric Strickland. Great first hour. We got into uh, some basketball FIBA World Cup headlines, uh, Nebraska style and NFL preseason. This hour, we're getting into college football, a lot of it in the Big Ten. And then also we'll check in with Brian Munson of Husker Online and get a little bit of a recruiting update and some thoughts from Brian as we're 17 days away from kickoff between Nebraska football and Minnesota. Strick, the one place you can watch the game, since it's a Thursday night kickoff, this happened uh, to be located at 27th and Pine Lake here in Lincoln. Where would that be?
3: That's Mary Ellen's food for the soul. <laughs> yes. Got to go Nailed. out there. 27th and Pine Lake. Tell Sonia and Charles and everybody in there that On The Block sent you, and they will take good care of you. They
2: are always ready to serve uh, if you're listening and you've been to mary ellens this is where we want your help your engagement here on the text line 402-464-5685 when you watch nebraska versus minnesota at mary ellens what are you getting what's your go-to drop that on the starter Heyman text line 402-464-5685 Heyman also sponsors our video streams if you're watching on facebook youtube twitch twitter uh, or even alo channel 951 drop a comment let us know what your go-to order is at Mary Ellen's for a shout out. Two part shout out: one for them and one for you here on the block. All right, Strick. Uh, let's get into some Big Ten news and just some thoughts. The first thing coming out of Nebraska over the weekend: uh, Coach Matt Rule says Xavier Betts came up to him said, "Coach, my heart's not in it. He's off the team again." What a wild saga!
3: Yeah, that's. Uh, it, I'm 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 not a psychologist, so I'm not going to diagnose and say that. He is of a certain, you know, polar. Mm -hmm. Some would say it's the behavior seems very bipolar ish um, where you're all in you out, you come back, you know, whenever you have a chance. The thing about it now, all of us have an opportunity to do so as far as make a change, make an adjustment. Uh, We can understand things that we may be dealing with, um, changes of routine, changes of faces in the room. Those things can lead you to kind of just be like, "Ah," you know, feel a certain type of way. And he was given that opportunity and then sits down and he's welcomed back. My thing about the welcoming back, I understand that people go through issues, stress, all kinds of stuff can kind of pop up in those types of situations. But at the end of the day, I tend to look beyond myself in those situations. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the way that it was done, we don't know if it was the injury. We don't know if it's the rehab. We don't know. We don't know any details other than the fact of what he said to Matt Rowe, which he gave at the press conference. My thing is I look from a standpoint of how, how can I not only serve myself, anything that I do, it's not for the benefit only of myself it's for the benefit of the team and when i see anything that's not operating in that forum, it it just it kind of irks me a little bit right that's that just those those things of selfish and i'm not and again i'm not saying that he's that mm-hmm. i understand all of the nuance of how things can happen that can lead you down that pathway but when we're given you know another opportunity sometimes you got to you know when somebody opens the door and lets you back especially the way that it was done I think I think Matt Rule was seemingly taken by surprise mm-hmm. based on what he shared and and I think I think you got to try to see it through as far as possible even if you don't want to play still stay with the team mm-hmm. you know but I can't judge the young man because I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on with him I'm just kind of telling you
2: maybe how I would have dealt with it personally if it was me but that's only the way I can see it. I like where you're coming from. I'd like to think I would you know, handle it in a similar way. From a coaching standpoint, it doesn't make Garrett McGuire's life easier on the field. I mean, that's a guy that you think was going to play a role. Uh, from my Rule's job, you don't think it makes it easier. But on the flip side, maybe it does. If a guy's not going to be fully bought in and he's just along for the ride at least he, you know, ripped the Band-Aid off, right? He's not there, you know, not putting in 100% effort in the weight room like you're asking for. Um, Again, I'm not saying he wasn't, but if his heart wasn't in it and you get throughout the season, it gets long. He's like, hey, I'm not going to play. I don't want to play. What's the point of me doing this? I'm sure he has those conversations with teammates. I'm sure even subconsciously that comes across in behavior. So if he's not going to be 100%, you know, bought in, ready to go playing a role, probably better that he's out the door instead of hanging around, just I think that'll take away another level of distraction. At least you know now, right? He's not stringing you along saying, well, maybe I will, maybe I won't. It's just a a cleaner break, as messy as it is seeming. um, There's a break-off point now. Um, You have to credit Xavier Betts for the work he did, 21 credit hours over the summer to get back eligible. It's not like he was just given a mulligan, given a free pass back onto the team. Um, So you have to commend him for the work he put in. And... My first thought was, well, what's the point of doing all that just to quit again? Yeah. But school serves you well in the long run. Um, that work ethic, I think, is still there. He proved to himself he could do something. So from the outside, as a fan, it's like, well, why would you put yourself through that if you weren't gonna play? But I still think there's value in what Xavier Betts did, even though we did make the decision to walk away again.
3: I would have to agree with you, and and and, and so I have a I, my question then comes in, being that you did go through that whole. <laughs> You know, yeah, twenty-one credits is a lot, man. I That's seven got, classes, man. That's yeah, I, I remember. I just did nine, and I was <laughs> like, mine was just tore out the frame. But I, I, I have to agree with you. I think, I think you made a good point, though. That it's better to just go ahead and part ways in those situations because the one thing that you don't want is is what's their mantra. One one percent better each day. Mm-hmm. So if you don't feel that you can give that, I, you can understand by way of the mantra mm-hmm. of bowing out, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe if, if I would have went in with Coach Rule, that's what I would have maybe would have said. I would have probably came from the standpoint of Coach, you know, listen, um, I know what you believe in and I know what you're trying to instill in this team. Um, my mind space is not in a space that I can give you that 1%, you know, getting better each day. Mm-hmm. And being that that's the case, I want, I think it's to the betterment of the team. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's some preparation work, but that's kind of maybe a good way that you can you can understand. If you're not able to adhere to the mantra, then it's better to bow
2: out. Right. So I, I see both sides of it. You wish the young man the best. Um, next man up has to be the mentality now for Nebraska, the guys that were presumably behind him on the depth chart and in the rep count got to take a step forward, and I think that makes recruiting the wide receiver position that much more important, and we'll talk to Brian Munson about that here in about, oh, 10-15 minutes or so on the block. Uh, Strick, let's turn our attention up north to the Mitten State, to Michigan. Jim Harbaugh no longer suspended for four games. He's appealing it, going to go through the process, um, so he will be on the sideline uh, for all at least 12 regular season games uh, for Michigan season. Um, but there was a deal struck between Harbaugh and the NCAA that it would be that four game. Um, but the NCAA's Committee on Infractions panel declined. They said, no, we're not going to accept this. So this Jim Harbaugh situation is going to go to a full hearing, eventually a full disciplinary hearing for you know illegal recruiting uh, during dead periods, um, you know stuff of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, Jim Harbaugh here for a full season. I think that's good for Michigan, you know, a team with national championship aspirations. But we know how the NCAA works, and I have a feeling we're going to be hearing about this hearing throughout the season and probably into next offseason.
3: Yeah. Um, how does it play out, though? See, that's the thing. Is it a distraction? Uh, is it something that hinders recruiting? Is it something that people can rally behind? I mean, like, there's there's different things, there's different mm-hmm. ways you can take it, right? As a team, I would be I would be positioning for a rally point. You know, they're trying to they're trying to come after us. This is all about you know trying to take us out. We know we've got the best team that 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 can take out Georgia. But you know, I mean, I, I, yeah. I that's how I'd be selling it. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's not going to be a good look when you have a full trial type of uh, situation going on amongst the team because you know the news is going to come out.
4: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you.
3: You know the tweets mm-hmm. are going to come out. You know the uh, photos and all the, the writings. And, and you know the questions are going to be asked in, in media. Um, so they're going to have to come up with a plan on how to address it, similar to
2: what they did at Big Ten Media Day. They're going to have
3: to figure out how to address it.
2: So Harbaugh didn't comment through his lawyer. Michigan didn't comment, saying it was ongoing. The NCAA did comment, though. Um, this came from the vice president, uh, Derek Crawford of the NCAA, who said, the Michigan infractions case is related to impermissible on- and off-campus recruiting during the COVID-19 dead period and impermissible coaching activities, not a cheeseburger. Weird throwaway line. Um, uh, Coleman, or Crawford also said the COI may also reject uh, a deal and negotiated resolution if it determines the agreement is not in the best interests of the association, the NCAA, or the penalties are not reasonable. The NCAA is basically saying four games wasn't good enough do better Michigan can still you know self-impose a penalty on Harbaugh um, if it's harsh enough it might be enough but again I think this is going to go to a hearing probably next year over the off-season, and I think that's going to be at least on Harbaugh's mind like you said it's going to be a distraction but let me play the reverse card on you here Strick what if Harbaugh says nope not dealing with this and takes an NFL job next off-season? does it go away is it they something... can't suspend him in the NFL.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: Especially if the penalties are just levied and, on Jim Harbaugh, options, not Michigan. The
3: options were there for him to move. Uh, I think he took a couple meetings, it looked like. Mm-hmm. Uh, found that he wanted to run it back and give you know his Wolverines an opportunity to give another crack at it. Um, interesting. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you cannot suspend a man that is not – not coach you at your level. Not at your level. So uh, it could be in the game cards, but who who would it be an internal takeover or would it be an external? If, if it That's down to Michigan, that's, mm-hmm.
2: that's something to think about. Michigan has had some candidates on its staff before. It all comes down to, do you trust them to keep what Jim Harbaugh does moving forward? Is there a guy that was an assistant under Harbaugh that has head coaching experience, coordinator experience you would trust to come fill that void? Michigan's hoping not to have to deal with it, I can assume. Jim Harbaugh might be looking to avoid it. But maybe there is someone out there that says, this is my opportunity. I can go back home. I can coach Michigan. But the expectations would be as high as anyone, you know, this side of the Mississippi, really, with where Michigan is right now, with how they're competing with and defeating Ohio State on the field. I don't think Michigan can be the championship favorite, but there's a reason they've taken over as the Big Ten favorite. They built to it. They did. So as hard as it is to build, what we've seen strict across college football and sports in general is it's almost harder to be the guy after the guy. Right.
3: I would have to agree. It is. It's tough. I think one of the better ones to have done it, obviously, is Ryan Day, and now he's under scrutiny for it. <laughs> I mean, there are some that have done pretty well. Um, um, what, who was down at – um? Orgeron, mm-hmm. you know, took over and did a wonderful job there. I mean, there's are some uh, that were able to kind of do that. I even think, um, um, you know, a few Nebraska coaches after Osborne. Um, Polini.
2: Well, Osborne taking over from Devaney.
3: Yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, who took over after, uh, at Colorado after uh, New Heisel? I can't remember who that was. Uh, You guys know, Soderhamen Text Line, 402-464-5685. Like, there's been some coaches out there that have been able to really do a tremendous job. The one that I have a question about, Austin. Uh, Gary Barnett. Okay, no, no, he's just all right. (laughs) Um, The one I really have a question about, though, is what happens
2: in Alabama when Saban leaves? I think there are a lot of fascinating ways that could go. What do you think happens? I want your answer first. I mean, should,
3: I mean, think about it. I mean, he has he has a tree that can easily, if they want to come back, but they've had success where they're at, right? Mm-hmm. So you have Clemson, you have Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> they built programs of their own mm-hmm. at this point. So now they've got trees. Like it's 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 kind of crazy. But that that's the one that's I'm really interested in taking a look at once that that kind of hands out
2: there have been so many guys like you mentioned off of that Saban tree that have gone on to coordinator experience or head coach experience
3: yeah Scott Frost is um you know open he's (laughs) available (laughs) he can go down to Alabama and turn it around
2: here's a question for you text line 402-464-5685 who retires first Nick Saban or John Cook Ooh. Text line, let us know what you think. Uh, we have a couple people saying Harbaugh is going to go to the Cowboys after McCarthy gets the boot. Yeah, I
3: mean, w- would you not take that job, though?
2: How could you not? Why take would that you job? not? America's everyone would love that soap opera between Jerry and oh, Jim Harbaugh. Gosh. Yeah, absolutely.
3: I'm, I'm all for that smoke. I want it. Now, who retired? Who 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 comes up? Uh, man, it just seems like freaking Jerry Jones has been there forever, bro. It's
2: like. He it's has. like he's the everlasting he man, man. He's, he's like drinking he's he wine.
3: drinking unicorn. He is drinking unicorn. I don't know. He's found the fountain of youth. He's he's found <laughs> Shangri La. I don't know what it is, bro. <laughs> but he's hanging on in there. I I thought he'd been done by now. I think I think the franchise has a Laker moment when he leaves, though. Oh, feel me on that. Yeah. After Jerry Bus, there was that little void. Mm-hmm. before Genie and finally I mean I think one of his uh, his other sons took over first and then Genie finally was able to capture it and kind of mm-hmm. get it back rebuilt but how far do they fall after Jerry leaves or do you think do you think uh the sons have a good handle on it at this point
2: I don't agree with everything Stephen Jones does as GM There's some puzzling moves, but they did just get Zach Martin extended today, so tip the cap there. My question is, as big as Jerry Jones is, as much influence as he carries, could they be better with a change of leadership? Ooh. Would not having Jerry Jones hanging over everything? Hovering in. Yeah. Would it it free people up Mm. to make different decisions? Again, I don't know the ins and outs of how the Cowboys work, but we know Jerry Jones has a large impact and influence on that organization. Some of it good, I'm sure. But I'm willing to bet there are ways that people are like, I'm tired of Jerry, you know, looking over my shoulder, breathing down my neck the whole time. So maybe a change would do the organization some good. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that is interesting. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. One thought says, John Cook goes two more years. Saban goes four more. Mm. I can see it. I could see that. Yeah.
3: I can see that. Saban actually looks good. It moves like pretty well. Still, you know, he doesn't look like Andy Reid. Andy Reid, you know, <laughs> is kind of just, uh, you know, you do the hokey pokey. And, you, you know, he's just kind of moseying on over uh-huh. there. He had some troubles for a little bit. And, you know, he's kind of figured out how to contain the little frustration parts of him to keep his blood pressure in order. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, I think Saban, Saban looks, he still
2: looks like he's got, I could see going another three, four. So much of coaching, though, Strick, is not just about how you feel physically, but do you feel young, right? You still have that verve, that excitement, that energy. We know Nick Saban's going to play the old man saying, get off my lawn, in a lot of ways. But you still see that fire. You still see that drive every offseason. Um, you still see that out of John Cook. He's still, uh, you know, as excited and fired up as John Cook gets. It feels like he still has that same intensity, that same yeah. passion for the game. Um, I so, wonder where Nebraska's program goes too. That's just the thing. I mean, talk about a, a coaching tree. As good as Saban's is in football, John Cooks at least rivals it in volleyball.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I was I wonder I wonder
3: that that is an intriguing thing to me. Is where does the program? Are the programs able to continue to? I mean, because just look at your favorite school. Do mm-hmm. you think they have kept up the measure? And do you think you know he can he can keep
2: it going down to Duke? I'm still in wait-and-see mode, but I was encouraged by year one. I absolutely was. Um, Again, it's how do you blend the old and the new? Like, John Cook took over from a national title-winning coach in Terry Pettit, who laid the ground floor for him. Tom Osborne took over from Bob Devaney after he just won a couple in a row. Um, Saban took over an Alabama team that was at a relative bottom, Mm -hmm. you know, for them. Dabo Swinney took over a team that hadn't gotten over the hump. Kirby Smart took over a team that Mark Richt had raised back up, But couldn't couldn't win the big one. Mm -hmm. So I think for all those people, it's the blend of how do I copy enough success without trying to be a clone, without trying to be someone. And still be myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And have my own imprint on on the program or whatever it is. Right. Because Mm -hmm. all coaches have strengths and weaknesses. That's just a thing. So how do you you maintain the strengths while shoring up the weaknesses? Plenty of big picture questions for programs to answer, you know, in the, the somewhat near future. Let's stick a pin in that, maybe revisit it in the crossover. Uh, we got Brian Munson on the line. We'll get to him, uh, Husker Online recruiting expert. We'll talk some Husker football and such with him next.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.